You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. It's finally college basketball season. It's finally here. We got the preview um, here in this podcast. But yeah, you know, with March Madness being canceled last year, it's definitely good just to have any kind of college basketball back in our lives. You know, the season could look a little different, but that's to be expected. Um, and as a, in a little bit of podcast update going into the college basketball season, um, my plan is to have podcast episodes be released on Tuesdays and Fridays. That way we can cover... Um, the majority of games for each week as far as betting goes and hopefully there'll be lines out because when we get into the picks a little bit later here you'll see you know <laughs> college basketball lines aren't like the nfl or college football where they're out a week in advance you know it's usually the day of so but yeah today's podcast should be a little bit of a long one since we're gonna be previewing everything college basketball um and you know we're gonna be recapping a little bit of college football and nfl from last week and uh you know have put picks for college basketball and then we'll got some college football and some NFL, as always, to throw in there at the end. So let's just get into it because it's going to be a long one. Starting out, recapping last week in college football. We ended up going 3-0 and in the college football card. The first game that was supposed to take place on our card was San Jose State versus Fresno State. That game ended up getting canceled, so nothing to do with that bet. The next game we had was Cal versus Oregon State. Oregon State was uh three and a half point underdogs in this game ended up winning this game outright 31 to cal 27 you know their offense didn't look great this entire game they definitely struggled at times um, but their defense you know came through stepped up made big stops when they needed to and you know this gets oregon state their first win of the year cal drops to zero and two um you know this oregon state team you know they're never going to be a hugely talked about team in the pac-12 just because of who they are but they definitely looked decent in this game and i think they can um cause some havoc for a lot of teams especially Oregon that'll be a good game when that happens next game we had was Tennessee versus Auburn minus 11 Tennessee uh, lost this game Auburn ends up winning 30 to 17 um, and you know Auburn <laughs> looked like they wanted to give the cover away late letting Tennessee score but they kick a field goal with uh, less than two minutes left to ensure the cover defense steps up gets us the win um, you know, Auburn didn't look great the whole team, the whole game. That you know, they had ups and downs, but this Tennessee team, it was just terrible. You know, this Tennessee team is just not a team that anyone's afraid of in the SEC right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens to this Tennessee team moving forward. Last game we had on the college football card was Liberty plus three and a half versus NC State. Uh, we obviously got the cover in this one, but it definitely hurts to see Liberty lose this one outright. NC State wins fifteen to fourteen. Um, you know, a safety mishap by Liberty ended up being the difference maker in this game, with it just being a one-point game. You know, yeah, sure, stuff would have happened different, but that definitely that definitely was a huge impact onto uh, them losing this game. You know, Liberty was able to beat Syracuse and Virginia Tech earlier in the season, but they just couldn't pull this one out. Um, definitely still a team to watch. Uh, Hugh Freeze, I'm sure, will be getting head coaching talk. Um, later on in this in this coaching cycle, once we get some t- coaches actually getting fired, but definitely definitely was a good game for uh, NC State's defense being able to slow down that Liberty team. So, but we get the cover plus three and a half, um, and finish the day three and zero in college football. Moving on to Sunday, not quite as good in the NFL. End up only going one and two. 
Uh, first game we had was the Bengals plus two versus Washington. Washington was this game 20 to nine. You know, the Bengals were doing good. You know, they were in the game, staying great, uh, just looked good until Burrow went out. And then, you know, the whole game kind of fell apart from there. Didn't really expect to win it after that. Um, you know, FedEx Field has just not been friendly to quarterbacks, whether, you know, Alex Smith, <laughs> uh, RG3 going back a few years, you know, just knees and legs and quarterbacks at FedEx Field. Not one thing you're going to mix. So we got that loss. Um, next, their only win of the day was the Lions versus the Panthers plus two and a half. Lions got absolutely destroyed. No Teddy Bridgewater needed. Panthers win this game 20 to zero. You know, PJ Walker had himself a game, um, you know, XFL last year stand out and he definitely looked good in this one um no yeah it was just really never a game um so yeah I'm, i kind of expect the panthers to you know it might be too late for them to make a push this season but i expect them to be decently good next season um once you know they got a full healthy team and matt rule kind of gets his coaching everything going right so yeah i definitely like the panthers moving forward and our last game of the day we had the dolphins minus three and a half versus the broncos which I just don't know what to think of this game. Broncos end up winning 20-13. to Tua struggles, end up getting benched. Um, it doesn't sound like it was because of injuries. I wasn't, I'm not entirely sure about that. I don't know that it, that's been made entirely clear. But, you know, I finally give in on the Dolphins. I finally let Tua convince me that he's not a bad quarterback. And they just play absolutely horrible. You know, they had no shot at covering that 3.5 point spread and end up losing outright. But, yeah, that about wraps it up as far as our picks went for the last week. End up going 4-2 total. So, profitable weekend <laughs> you know i still haven't been able i don't know the nfl has just been kicking my butt lately i don't remember the last time i had a profitable nfl day it has definitely been a while but hey hopefully we'll get that turned around going into this week but before we talk about picks and everything else it's time for what you are probably all waiting for what everyone is looking for it is the college basketball season preview and, you know, this season's definitely going to be one like any other. I mean, scheduling continues to be fluid. Who knows? You know, um, I there's teams, you know, traveling to bubbles, thinking they're going to play one team and probably playing another team. And it's just, it really doesn't matter. The thing that comes down to is we just, just got to play games. We just got to do whatever we're going to do in order to get March Madness, <laughs> make sure March Madness happens this year. And that's really what the NCAA is doing, you know, with having it in one place and everything. So... As long as we get the season started, you know, there, we will have games on Wednesday. We're going to have games basically every day from <laughs> November 25th through the end of March. So definitely excited for college basketball season. College basketball season is by far my favorite betting time of the year. There's just so much going on, so much to look at. Um, and yeah, we'll have to just wait and see how that ends up this year. But starting off, the Hot Tip Brits uh, rankings dropped yesterday. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to look at those, go take a look at the website, look at those. Um, you know, one thing that I always get people saying, it's like, oh, you know, Tennessee, for example, is coming in at 24. Um, and you know, they were, I, I don't know, 12 or something in the AP poll. And people are like, oh, well, I got Tennessee so low. Well, one, me personally, I have no influence into these. It's all based, it's all computer based. It's all, you know, 100% just model driven. So there's no human element. So that's why it looks different. I would say oh, to that, my rankings reflect more of the betting lines and what teams you should and shouldn't be betting on more than they do an AP, what team is hot right now. You know, that's not really what my rankings are intended for. So if you're using it for the right thing, you should be doing pretty good. So moving on to some previews. Starting, we'll go conference by conference, you know, just nail out the big ones here. And then I got a couple teams to take a look at at the end. But the ACC, one team that I haven't seen really get any love in the ACC, maybe a little bit from true ACC fans, but it's NC State. 
NC State finished the season last year 20 and 12. So, you know, not the most impressive. Um, but in, a, in an, an action packed ACC, that's not too bad. Um, you know, they got a, definitely got a young roster with uh, freshman guard Cam Hayes topping that. Um, you know, they got transfer Thomas Allen coming in from Nebraska, and they definitely look to build on what was a decent season last year. You know, this is a team that I feel like I was betting on all the time last year. They were definitely uh, putting up points, and they were just they were covering spreads pretty easily. Um, so, yeah, I got more than a few wins with this NC State team, but they're definitely one to look out for in the ACC. Um, a couple other teams that I want to talk about here in the ACC, Florida State. You know, I've been on Florida State since you know the tw- the 2018 tournament was really when I really got pretty high on them. You know, I had them in my, most of my brackets to go win the whole thing. Um, then the kind of a combination of them and Duke um, winning the whole thing. Unfortunately, they had a pretty early exit. I think they lost in either the Sweet 16 or the round of 32, something like that. I don't quite remember. Um, yeah, I don't even I don't remember who they ended up losing to, but they didn't play bad last year. You know, 26 and five. They were at the top of the ACC, and they were looking like they were going to make a run in the tournament. Um, and I think they would have. I think they would have got pretty far. I, I expected at least an elite eight berth out of them. Um, they were one of my favorites to win it all again last year, but unfortunately, I didn't get that. But you know, one decently good thing about this is they return majority of the starters from last season, um, so that always helps. And they add freshman forward Scotty Barnes, so he um, looks to be a great prospect and get this team even more depth um, as far as scoring points goes. You know, Leonard Hamilton, this could finally be his year. You know, it's felt like that in the ACC. The ACC's kind of been wide open, it felt like. You know, we've had Virginia and Duke, North Carolina. It's kind of all just being shuffling around, and it doesn't seem like right now that any one of those teams is the top team. You know, I think Florida State could definitely make a push this year. Moving on to another team in the ACC. Not going to talk about them too long here, but... um, God, I could just mention them. Duke. Duke comes in as the 10th ranked team in the Hot Tip Bets uh, computer model rankings. You know, this team is a very young team. Don't have a lot of huge names. But, you know, that's kind of the the, the blue blood mentality nowadays. Just bringing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores and uh, throw them on the court. And who knows, you might go win a national championship. So, But they don't have the Zion or anything like that this year. So it definitely just doesn't feel like the normal Duke team, but they do seem like they could be a sneaky team to make some noise, but I'm just not a huge fan of this Duke team. The team that I like the most out of the ACC and the team that I'm predicting to win uh, the ACC Conference Championship is Virginia. Virginia comes in as the seventh ranked team in the Hot Tim Bets Power Rankings, and they come in as the defending national champions. You know, even though that game happened a year and a half ago at this point, they are still the the defending national champions. No one was crowned a national champion last year. So, you know, they still have that. Um, you know, they're definitely lost the majority of what was on that national championship team. But they bring in Sam Hauser um, from Marquette to help fill some gaps. And, you know, they still have one of, if not the highest ranked defenses going into the season. You know, Ken Palm still has them as the highest ranked defense. And rightfully so. I mean, it's hard to even touch the defense of this Tony Bennett and, you know, Cavaliers uh, defense. Um, you know, Tony Bennett's going to have this team as a contender in the ACC, and they're definitely going to make some noise. Would not be surprised to see this team, um, you know, Elite Eight beating down the door of a Final Four again. So definitely watch out for Virginia in the ACC. But, I mean, that's really, <laughs> really not a huge thing to, you know, predict. But that is my prediction for the ACC. I think Virginians up winning the ACC this year. Moving on to the Big Ten. 
the Big Ten last year was just so competitive. You know, it it seemed like every team was going to go 500 in conference play there for a little bit. Um, but, you know, there's kind of I kind of have four teams out of the Big Ten right now that I think are kind of head and shoulders above. Two teams that are not going to make this list are Michigan and Michigan State, who, while they've had good teams in the past, both of those teams are just kind of, they're in weird places right now. You know, they don't have the players, they don't have the team name, you know, the, or the names there right now. So it'll be interesting to see if either of them make some noise, but they're personally not going to be talked about right here. The first team we're going to be talking about is one team that I do like. They come in 18 on the Hot Tip Bets Power Rankings, and that is Ohio State, you know. They don't have a great non-conference schedule as of right now. They don't really play anyone, so that's going to be hard to boost a conference or a, um, a tournament resume as far as getting them a high seed. But, you know, in a year where games get scheduled and canceled, who knows? Ohio State may end up playing some big names um, before conference play starts. But, you know, this is a veteran team that definitely wants to make some noise. You know, they return on much of the team that they had last year. Um, and, yeah, I would not be surprised if this team is looking at a sweet 16, you know, second weekend of March Madness. This definitely feels like a team that will make some noise, especially in the Big Ten. Um, another Big Ten team that kind of came out of nowhere last year was Illinois. Illinois is the 12th ranked team this year on the Hot Tippets Power Rankings. And, you know, who who knows exactly if this team can keep up what they had last year. You know, Brad Underwood's success. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't want to go to waste this year. He definitely wants to continue to build on that. You know, he didn't really get any much out of it. Not having a tournament, don't know exactly where they're going to do. But Oyo Dosunu, which I definitely just, I, I, that was a, I don't even know what I just said there. That was not his name at all. Um, that's one thing you're going to notice me pronouncing name is not very good. But him and, uh, Kofi Cockburn, you know, I think it's Cockburn, not Cockburn. Anyway, <laughs> they were both, uh, top scorers last year. They're going to, you know, continue to put up production this year. So I expect this Illinois team to be up at the top of the Big Ten, but not quite all the way there. There's two teams. Well, I think they'll probably be number two, but number one is not who you expect. So, speaking of not number one or not number two, we have Iowa. Now, Iowa comes in as the fourth-ranked team in the Hot Tippets Power Rankings, which when I saw that, that they ended up that high, that is absolutely devastating to me because, you know, I thought five in the eight people was way too high. I did not expect them to be number four. Um, but, yeah, Iowa... I absolutely despise this team. <laughs> Luca Garza might be one of my least favorite players ever from, you know, all the fans saying that he won the National Player of the Year, which he clearly didn't. Obi Toppin won all the ones that counted. And it's just, I just don't like this Iowa team. I really hope they just completely fail this year. And, you know, they have an early season game against Gonzaga. So that'll that'll be a test to, for both those teams to see if who's for real and who's not. So... Definitely a team that is going to make noise, but that I'm not a huge fan of. Now, moving on to the team that I think is going to win the Big Ten this year is Wisconsin. Wisconsin comes in as the sixth-ranked team in the Hot Tip Bets Power Rankings. And, you know, last year, they finished the season on a hell of a run. They struggled early on in uh, conference play, but they put together some big victories. Um, and, you know, they looked like they were going to make a deep run in the tournament they probably would have ended up being you know a four seed or something like that i think it was what they were um, projected to be but yeah this wisconsin team has a lot to build on they have a very experienced starting five that features micah porter and nate rivers um so you know definitely more to build on you know early season games to look out for for them is definitely marquette and louisville those are going to be some big uh non-conference games that are going to be competitive so definitely watch out for this wisconsin team uh, they're my pick to win Big 10, 
moving on to the Big 12 conference. Now, the Big 12 it, the Big 12 is probably it's the most top-heavy conference there is, you know. You got five teams that basically make up great teams in the Big 12 and you got another five teams that aren't all terrible but don't have much hope. Um so starting off the <laughs> Fifth worst team in the Big 12, um, but still a decently good team. We got Texas Tech uh, coming as number 21 ranked team in the Hot Tip Bets Power Rankings. And you know, Virginia comes into this year as national champions. They come into this year as national runners-ups. You know, and uh, with the grad transfer, Joel Noviti coming in from UNLV and Marcus Santos Silva coming in from VCU. This is definitely a team that looks great. You know, last year wasn't great for them. The record really didn't show it. But one thing that Chris Beard has showed that this still is a competitive team is his recruiting. I mean, if you look at the guys he was still able to bring in last year and going into this year, that that, that means a whole lot for this Texas Tech team. So Texas Tech is going to be another team to watch. You know, I'm not super high on them, but thought we had to talk about them really quick there. One team that I don't know what to think of um, is Texas. Texas comes in as the 14th ranked team in the Hot Tip Bets Power Rankings. And what, why I don't know what to think of Texas is because of Shaka Smart. You know, he avoided losing his job last season. It seemed like that was going to be, you know, <laughs> almost all but getting him fired last year. <clears throat> but, you know, saved his job. Didn't have to play in the Big 12 tournament. Didn't have to play in the uh, March Madness. So this is definitely a year for he him to prove something and for this Texas team to prove something, you know. Um, they bring back their entire roster from last year. There's not one guy that left. Um, so... It's going to be crazy for this Texas team. And, you know, they're going to have, they they buy for, they have a lot of talent on their roster um, compared to all the other Big 12 teams. But it's going to come down to how well Shaka Smart can get this team ready to go. Uh, moving on to another team that you can throw up there with Iowa that I just absolutely despise would be Kansas. Um, just a couple things to hit on for Kansas. You know, not a, you know. It's a t your typical Kansas team, whatever they got. <laughs> they got some players coming in. They got some other guys, you know. They're going to be there. Come March Madness, they're going to be there. They're going to make a run, and who knows what happens. So, I mean, it's not like the Big 12 even really matters for them at this point, but Silvio DeSosa is no longer a Kansas Jayhawk. You know, he didn't really play a whole lot, but, you know, just something to mention there. And, you know, this roster reminds me a lot of that 18-19 uh, down year that they had two years ago. It just doesn't seem like this roster has the players but who knows we'll see um they'll they'll make a run in march no matter what happens um you know win a couple games here and there and probably get beat by some team they shouldn't get beat you know the typical kansas story <laughs> moving on we got the number one team in the country the baylor bears are not my prediction to win the conference championship we are still yet to get there but previewing the baylor bears this team it's hard to poke any holes in this Baylor's team, even though I said they're not going to win the Big 12. They are one of, if not the best teams in the country. You know, Michael T comes back. Um, he's definitely a player to watch as far as National Player of the Year goes. You know, Luca Garza is going to be up there again uh, for Iowa, but definitely someone to look at. This Baylor team, they got some early big games that are kind of must-watch games that if they can win these, they'll definitely prove it. Um, one against Illinois, and the one against Gonzaga. You know, that Gonzaga-Baylor game is going to be a very big early season game um, if these preseason rankings are anything um, to talk about. But, yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about Baylor. You know, they kind of came out of nowhere last year, and I expect them to be good again this year. But as far as changes, that's not not a whole lot to go going with on that Baylor team. 
Next, we got West Virginia. West Virginia is my pick to win the Big 12 Conference Championship. You know, this West Virginia team had things rolling in the right direction last year. You know, Bob Huggins is just was just doing such a great coach, being such a great coach last year. You know, they bring back Miles McBride, Oscar Tiffy, Derek Culver, Matthew, uh, Emmett Matthews, and Jordan McCabe. They all returned to this team. You know, they were all good scorers last year. They all put up points. Um, and, you know, this team has a lot to prove in the Big 12. After finishing 500 last year in conference play, they definitely definitely have a lot to play for. And um, I think they're going to make a run in March um, and definitely win. I think I got them to win this conference tournament. So, got West Virginia to win the Big 12. Moving on to the Big East. The Big East is, is a weird conference because the Big East, while you have a lot of teams, there's kind of two this year that seem... To be better than most. And starting off, we got number 11 on the Hot Tipex um, model. We got Creighton. Creighton comes into this game having, you know, won a share of the Big East last year. Um, and they got a big early season matchup this year against Kansas. So that if, you know, if they can win that game, um, that definitely proves to everyone that they belong. Um, and, you know, this team has one of the top rated offenses going into this game again, just like they did last year. Um, but their defense, their defense is really what comes down to how far they're going to go this year. If their defense can step up, um, make plays when they need to, and you know just just play good defense, play good basketball, they'll definitely go far. And they, you know, they have a chance of winning the Big East. But you know, I feel like this could even if they end up not winning the Big East, this could be one of their best, if not their best seasons since joining the Big East. So definitely like Creighton. But the team that I like in the Big East to win the conference championship this year is the Villanova Wildcats. You know, Jay Wright has his team reassembled. You know, they come in as the number two team in the country, according to the Hot Tippets Power Rankings. And, you know, I talked about, you know, Baylor and whatnot earlier, but this Villanova team is just as good. You know, Colin Gillespie, if he's not already in talks for National Play of the Year, he should be. You know, he's going to be great. He's going to put up points. Um, you know, one thing about this roster it just from top to bottom, it's just super deep. You know, they got playmakers all over the points, all over the place, um, and they're just experienced all the way around. So there should be no problem as far as them winning the Big East here. You know, they'll probably end up with a one seed in the tournament. And the Zillanova team definitely looks to make another run at a national championship. Now, a little bit on the Pac-12. I, I honestly, I tried to write more about the Pac-12 here, and I just, I just couldn't come up with anything. So we're going to end up talking about one team in the Pac-12, and that's UCLA. Now, UCLA comes in as a 25th ranked team in the Hot Tip Ed's Power Rankings, and it's just a boring conference all along. It's just UCLA uh, had to find something to talk about. Mick Cronin, he's got this team ready to go, you know, um, finally got his guys in there. We'll see how that helps him. You know, I expect this team to look a lot like, you know, Cincinnati teams of a few years ago. And I really think they probably, out of any team, have the best shot of winning the Pac-12, which, you know, this UCLA team, if they can get back to what, they, uh, what they're used to doing, which is winning, um, they'll definitely be in good shape. But, yeah, as far as the rest of the Pac-12 goes, you know, you got Oregon, you got Stanford, both good teams. Um, I like UCLA, but, you know, just, just kind of a boring conference. Yeah, they'll probably only end up with, you know, one or two bids again this year. It's just the Pac-12, the competition of basketball in the Pac-12 has just been going downhill as of late. But moving on to the SEC, the SEC is one of the most wide open conferences there is this year, which is surprising. Usually it's, you know, headlined by Kentucky and then everyone else. 
But Kentucky is not the best team in this conference this year. Um, one interesting thing about this conference, Auburn, who's not really a team that's going to be making much noise come a <laughs> Marshall, especially not now. You know, they have a self, um, they have self-imposed postseason ban for Auburn. Um, but I mean, they weren't going to be very good anyway. I don't think so. I don't know. That's a huge deal. So just thought I'd throw that in there. But starting off, we, there's kind of three teams in the SEC who I think have a good shot at winning. You know, coming up first, we got uh, number 33, Kentucky. You know, this Kentucky team, they're very young, um, which, you know, is nothing new for Calipari. Um, he's used to having young teams, obviously, when he won the national championship, all the freshmen that were on that team. Um, and, you know, but I don't, I, this, I don't know, for some reason, this year just feels different with this Kentucky team. Um, you know, they had that eight seed Kentucky team that went and knocked off Wichita State. I think this Kentucky team, however, their regular season is going to be very tough. I think that they're going to lose a lot of game, a lot of close games, and they're going to be struggling. They're going to look a lot like North Carolina last year. Not quite. I don't think they're going to be quite as bad as North Carolina last year. I think they're still going to make the tournament, but I think they're going to be like, you know, <laughs> an eight, a nine, a 10 seed. I don't think this Kentucky team is going to be, okay, you know, a two or a three seed like, um, like some people are saying, but Kentucky is definitely one team to see how they shape up. Now, the next team we got is number 24, Tennessee. And Tennessee, they got they got some talent, you know. They're definitely they're definitely better at basketball than they are at football this year. But, you know, John Fulkerson, um, who'll lead this roster again this season, looks to put up points again. And, you know, they're just they're one of those teams that they could be at the top of the SEC and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or they could be at the very bottom of the SEC and I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's just hard to get a good read on how this team is going to be. Um, but many have said that they're a national championship contender. Many of them predicted to win the SEC. Um, so that'll be an interesting to watch. But my prediction to win the SEC, number 17, Florida. Florida comes into this year, um, you know, they had a little bit of a down year. Um, then it, uh, that's it. Ugh. Restart that. <laughs> they didn't have a down year. It's kind of a down year in the SEC this year. Um, but yeah, I like Florida to win. You know, Keontae Johnson, Scotty Lewis, Noah Locke, uh, Trey Ming, Quinn's Glover. You know, they all return to this team. This team's got a lot of talent um, going. And really, if this team can just get their tempo up, you know, they can definitely make some noise in the SEC and have no problem winning. Um, and yeah, I don't think this will. This team will definitely be a problem and come tournament time. But my pick for the SEC is Florida. Now that covers, you know, power the power six conferences, um, or whatever you want to call it for college basketball. Kind of the six main conferences. But there's a couple other teams to look out for, including one team. Who I didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't on that list. I have not, we have not talked about who I think the team to win the national championship this year. My national championship pick for the 2020 2021 season is the Gonzaga Bulldogs. You know, this Gonzaga team is, um, is easily, is, is my favorite team of the year. You know, I used to be down on this Gonzaga team. I used to always say, oh, they play in the WCC. They have no competition. But really, it's hard to make that argument anymore. You know, they're just non-conference schedule. Last year, they played an insane one. And they're in this year, where there's really not a ton of competition, they have a great um, non-conference schedule. They play Kansas, Baylor, and Iowa, who, according to my rankings, are all top five teams. So, I mean, they should have no issue getting through you know if they can get through all three of those for sure and they also play auburn who's you know not a great team but um it's definitely still something to look at 
And, you know, they should really have no problem getting through the WCC, you know. There's, there's last year they had a little bit of an issue, you know, BYU and St. Mary's weren't bad, you know, you got Pepperdine, Pacific, not all terrible teams, but you know, I think Mark Few will definitely be looking at a few coach of the year nods uh, this season, and, you know, I, I fully expect this Gonzaga team to make a deep tournament run, um, and as of right now, they're my national champion, uh, we'll have to see how the season plays out, but if they can win some of these non-conference games, I don't see any reason why that should need to change. That about wraps it up for the big conferences, the big name teams, but there are a few other teams um, who are kind of decently high in the rankings who I just want to touch on, just so you know their names, just so you know that they're probably good bets to, good teams to be looking at to bet. Um, but yeah, number 16, we got Richmond, you know, the Richmond Spiders, um, not a bad team. Number 23, we got St. Louis, 27, San Diego State, 35, Loyola Chicago, 40, Dayton, 54, Davidson, 58, Utah State, and 60, who is by far, last year was by far my <laughs> favorite mid-major, small-major team um, in Furman. But, you know, going into this year, if you look at that list, there was a lot of A-10 in that list. Um, I have the Richmond Spiders. They're definitely going to be an interesting team. You know, I, they're, I mean, we got two A-10 teams popping up in the hot tip best top 25. So definitely a conference that is is moving up. And it's definitely one to look at. Um, and it kind of seems like it's kind of surpassing even the American um as of now but yeah definitely some of those are some teams to look at so that about wraps it up for <laughs> the college basketball preview that was pretty long um so if you're skipping ahead to the picks college basketball picks starting now one thing about college basketball picks for this season i'm as i said earlier you know plan is to post on tuesdays and fridays just to get as close as we can for lines but you know Lines don't come out. Even as I'm recording this uh, on Monday, the only, you know, lines for the Wednesday games are just starting to kind of come out. Um, and, you know, we don't have any lines out as far as Thursday or Friday or, you know, into the weekend. So I'm going to do my best on here. Um, so for this week, the Wednesday games um, that we got on here, those lines are official. You know, they are posted on Sportsbooks Online. So I'm going to go ahead and count those. The lines I give out for those as the official lines. The other lines that I'm giving out are just whatever Ken Palm has the spread currently set at is the line that I'm kind of discussing the game at. Um, the official line for that um, game will be posted both on the website and um, on Twitter and you know every other social media. So make sure those games, when the lines are officially released, uh, make sure you come back and check and see what I got that at. But starting off with Wednesday's games first game we got first game of the college basketball season is Drake plus seven and a half versus Kansas State now Drake comes into this game as the 132nd ranked team Kansas State comes in as 118 you know this Kansas State team looks to be the bottom of the Big 12 again you know they after their you know share of the conference title just two years ago definitely had a fall from grace last year going 11 and 21 and, you know, this this Bruce Weber-led team has just struggled to find wins last season, especially late um, into the season there. Drake, on the other hand, last year, pretty good in the Missouri Valley. You know, not the greatest, but 20-14 um, was what they ended up finishing at. And, you know, they should return almost all of their production from last year, so that's definitely going to help, as well as adding a, an amazing redshirt freshman in Isa Samaka. Um, so him getting him into the rotation will definitely help. And they're really their key to winning this game is to keep the keep the tempo up. Um, you know, I I don't know that they should have really any trouble covering this seven and a half point spread. This Kansas State team 
Well, they got some talent. They've got a lot of freshmen. They got a lot of sophomores. Don't have a lot of, I guess, chemistry or whatnot yet. Um, I mean, we'll have to wait and see if, whether or not that's true. But, you know, in a weird off season, I don't like younger. I don't really. The, I think the veteran teams are going to perform better. So, first college basketball pick of the year is Drake plus seven and a half. Uh, moving on to the next game on Wednesday, we got Oklahoma State minus six versus UT Arlington. Um, Oklahoma State comes into this game as the 83rd ranked team. UT Arlington is 166. Um, and you know these teams had decently received last year. You know Oklahoma State going 18 and 14, UT Arlington going 14 and 18. But really, the game changer for this Oklahoma State team, you know, even though they didn't make the Big 12 preview, is Cade Cunningham. The fact that Cade Cunningham was the number one prospect and going to Oklahoma State's one thing. But the biggest thing that shows you how good this young team could be is the fact that he was the number one prospect in the country, was willing to stay at Oklahoma State, a team that will not be per participating in any postseason this year. So Oklahoma State has a postseason ban this year, um, so they can't play in March Madness. But the fact that he is still willing to come is huge. Um, you know, in a Big 12 that's very top heavy, you don't want to sleep on this Oklahoma State team. They can definitely beat you at any point. Um, and, you know, as far as this UT Arlington team goes, you know, seventh in the Sun Belt a year ago, not great. They do have a Georgetown transfer, Grayson Carter, um, which should bring some help. But, you know, Oklahoma State, uh, minus six in this one, that's going to be the play. So those are the two official plays for Wednesday. Now moving into Thursday, um, this game, this line has not been released yet. According to Ken Palm, Nevada is favored by two over Nebraska. Um, you know, Nevada comes into this game as the 127th ranked team, um, while Nebraska 180. Nevada uh, went 19-12 last season under Steve Alford. Um, you know, his first year there, not too bad. But they bring in uh, Wichita State transfer Grant Sherfield, who should be an instant impact at point guard. You know, he was moving the ball great for Wichita State last year, so I expect uh, no different here for Nevada. You know, he had originally committed to UCLA um, when Steve Alford was there. So that'll definitely be um, good. You know, this Nevada defense is also very good. And I this Nevada defense should have really no trouble uh, against this Nebraska team who went 7-25 and last year, you know, was at the found themselves at the bottom of the Big Ten. Um, they, they just weren't good. You know, they had a few players, but for the most part, you know, they stay mediocre. And at two points, you know, it'll be interesting to see what this spread actually is. Um, I could see it being a little higher than that. But if it is two, I definitely like Nevada in this one. But yeah, make sure to check Twitter for that official one. Um, and then moving into Friday, we got one more play um, as far as college basketball goes, which, again, got to see what the line sits at. But as of right now, we got Northern Colorado taking on Southeast Missouri. Uh, Northern Colorado is favored by 10 points, according to Ken Palm. You know, last season, this Northern Colorado team did great. 22-9, uh, and nine, while SEMO not so great, 7-24. and 24. And this North Carolina team is one that looks to be very competitive in the big sky. Um, they definitely, you know, they don't have the, or they didn't, you know, they're definitely more experienced this year than they were last year. Um, and yeah, I think they're definitely being talks to win um, the big sky and definitely make the tournament. You know, they can't be losing games like this if they want to make the tournament, um, even though it is a 10 point spread, but Simo not great last year, you know, seven and 24 um, went three and 13 in the Ohio Valley, um, you know, fire their head coach, bring in Brad Corn this year or so. You know, in a weird offseason, I just don't like betting on teams like that. So, definitely going to be on Northern Colorado in this one. Now, that's only, you know, four plays for college basketball. Going to start the year pretty uh, light um, to see how it goes. So, 
until we get some stats, get some, you know, just get to see anything. It's it's hard. It's really hard. Betting with just preseason data is almost impossible. So, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go too far out here because at this point, you know, some of these teams are playing twice and you don't know how they're going to um, play in the first games. But as far as Saturday and Sunday goes, uh, trust trying to predict those lines on the Monday before is just almost impossible. So make sure you stay up to date on Twitter, Instagram, um, everywhere down below. And um, I'll try to get you those lines when they come out. But yeah, as far as college basketball preview goes, that about wraps that up for college basketball picks in the preview. You know, if you have any questions about college basketball, please feel free to ask me on Twitter, um, you know, review the podcast or whatever. But before we get going, we got to cover college football and NFL picks for the weekend. So starting in college football, the first game we got is a Friday game. The expected kickoff at 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Um, we got Central Michigan minus seven versus Eastern Michigan. Central Michigan comes into this game two and one and two and one against the spread. Eastern Michigan zero oh and three and two and one against the spread. Uh, one thing that the Central Michigan team has done a great job of doing this year is putting points on the board. Thirty-eight points per game. Well, this Eastern Michigan team not quite as good. Twenty-seven point three three points per game. Um, and with that, Eastern Michigan has done a great job moving the ball. Four hundred twenty-two yards a game. While Eastern Michigan only three hundred fifty-two point three three yards a game. Um, but one thing that really sticks out to me about this game is the turnovers. Central Michigan only 0.33 turnovers per game, while Eastern Michigan two turnovers a game. And while this you know point spread is seven, it's not the um, not as low as you always want to see it. This Central Michigan team is just way better than this Eastern Michigan team is. You know, yeah, they got to go on the road and play this game, but that doesn't really matter a whole lot this year without fans and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think Central Michigan takes care of business minus seven in this one. Moving on, the next game on the card is Colorado plus 13 and a half versus USC. Colorado comes into this game as big underdogs, you know, but they are they're 2 and 0 on the season, 2 and 0 against the spread. Um, so I don't know why they're such big underdogs really in this one. USC 3 and 0 on the season and 1 and 2 against the spread. And I think this USC team is getting a little too much hype to be quite honest. You know, Colorado 41.5 points per game. UC, USC had uh, 31.67. So, you know, this Colorado team's outscoring. I'm sure they've had a little bit easier opponents. Um, they both moved the ball decently well. You know, Colorado 478.5 yards per game. USC 470.33 yards per game. Um, but one thing that definitely sticks out about this Colorado team is their time possession. 34 minutes and 2 seconds time possession compared to USC's 31 minutes and 40, uh, 45 second time possession. Um, and while I don't hate this USC team, there's no way I'm laying 13 and a half points versus Colorado. You know, this Colorado team was on them before. I'm going to be on them again. They're just too good. So taking Colorado plus 13 and a half in this game. All right, moving on to the next game in college football. We got Northwestern minus 13 and a half versus Michigan State. This game's 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Northwestern comes into this game 5-0 on the season, you know, 4-0-1 against the spread. Michigan State 1-3 and 1-3 and against the spread. And really, this Northwestern team has just kind of been getting disrespected all year. Um, you know, they're going to have ups and down seasons. Last year was a down season, but this Northwestern team seems to be back. Uh, Northwestern, you know, averaging 25.8 yards or points per game. Um, well, Michigan State only 15.25 points per game. Um, and, you know, both these teams have moved the ball pretty well with 330 yards per game. But really where this comes down to it is the time possession. Northwestern has done a better job of getting and holding on to the ball. 31 minutes and 17 seconds time possession. Well, Michigan State only 25 minutes and 57 seconds time possession. 
So while 13 and a half is definitely a lot to lay with this Northwestern team, I do like it. Um, so I'm going to lay on 13 and a half Northwestern. That would be my pick. And the final college football play of the day, uh, rounding out the four play card, is Duke minus one versus Georgia Tech. Duke, uh, this game set to kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Duke comes into this game two and six and four and four against the spread. Georgia comes in two and five and three and four against the spread. And you know, this Duke team has been one that has fooled me all year. Don't ever know when to and when not to bet on them. Um, but, you know, they come into this game having scored 25.63 points per game, while Georgia Tech 21.43 points per game. Um, but they've done a really good job of, you know, limiting penalties. This Duke team only 4.88 penalties for 45.75 yards. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, 8.29 penalties for 62.86 yards. Um, and this game's really going to come down to who makes less stupid mistakes. And I think Duke is probably that team. Um, you know, neither of these teams are, you know, high power explosive offense. You know, it's a lot of defense, a lot of making sure that those big plays and those stupid um, fumbles and whatever don't happen. And I think Duke is the much better team. You know, only two wins for both these teams. But I do like Duke in this one, especially minus one. So that would be my pick for this game is Duke minus one. And yeah, that about rounds out the college football card for the week. Moving into the NFL card, um, you got three games on this week's slate. Um, you know, giving picks out, you know, it's Monday as I record this, so it's a little early in the week, but we'll make it work. So the first game on the NFL card is the Titans plus four versus the Colts. Uh, it's a game set to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Titans come into this game seven and three and four and six against the spread. Colts on the other hand, seven and three and six and four against the spread. You know, both these teams come off of great wins this weekend. They both put up pretty relatively equal points at 27.6 points per game. You know, both are right around there. Um, but the Titans have done an, an amazing job of running the ball. 148.67 yards per game uh, rushing. While the Colts not terrible at 109.2, um, but not near as good. But this thing that this Titans team has really done a great job at and what has kind of turned some losses into wins for them is their turnovers. Only 0.44 turnovers per game, while the Colts 1.1 turnovers per game, you know, which isn't the worst um, in the league by any means. But, you know, this Titans team, I definitely haven't been on this Titans team, not a huge, been a huge fan of this Titans team. But after last week, this Titans team just seems too good to ignore anymore. So I think Titans plus four is a good bet in this game. Next game on the card we got is the Saints, minus 5.5 versus the Broncos. Uh, this game set to kick off at 4.05 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Um, you know, the Saints come into this game at 8-2 and 5-5 and five and five against the spread, and Broncos 4-6 and 6-4 and six and four against the spread. And, you know, the, the quarterback situation is still up in the air, exactly what's happening for the Saints, but, you know, it looks like Taysom Hill will probably most likely be the starter again this week. Um, and, yeah, they looked, he looked good last week, you know. Saints were putting up, are able to put up 30, um, have been putting up 30.11 points per game so far this season. Well, the Broncos only they're only 20.67 points per game. Um, yeah, the Saints have really done a good job of moving the ball with 373.11 yards per game. Broncos on their hand 334 yards per game. Um, and this Broncos kind of turned into one of those teams that I keep betting against. You know, I bet against them last week with the Dolphins and they beat me, and you know, betting them against this week with the Saints. So. See what ends up happening. Um, you know, Saints only one turnover game. Broncos 2.33. Um, so definitely be an interesting one to watch. But I really do like the Saints in this one, minus 5.5, no matter who's at quarterback. Um, but especially with Taysom Hill, I think the Saints can easily cover this 5.5-point spread. Um, and finally, moving on to the last NFL play of the day. 
We got the Chiefs minus three versus the Buccaneers. This game's set to go at 425 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Um, and I'm currently recording this game during the Bucks Monday night football game. So depending on how that game goes, obviously the spread could change. But if it does change um, too crazily, I'll make sure to update that on the official card. Um, so don't, I mean, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Just wait, wait and see, see on Twitter um, what my official line that I get for this game. But right now, Chiefs minus three is what I'm looking at. Chiefs coming to this game, 9-1 and 6-4 against the spread. Broncos, um, before their Monday Night Football game, come in at 7-3 and and 5-5 five and five against the spread. You know, this Chiefs team, one thing they've done a great job of is putting up points. Obviously, this Chiefs team, you know, Super Bowl defending Chiefs team is going to put up points. 32.1 points per game. Well, the Buccaneers only 29.6 points per game. Um, you know, which isn't terrible, but the Tom Brady and Bruce Arians just don't seem to be meshing quite right. Even at seven wins, it just, it just, it just seems like there's problems there. Um, and you know, the Chiefs have done a great job not turning the ball over only 0.7 turnovers per game with the Buccaneers on the other hand, 1.2 turnovers a game. And obviously the Chiefs have done a great job moving the ball with 414.1 yards a game. Buccaneers only 368.5 yards per game. So, you know, this Chiefs team, I thought, you know, we thought they'd play better against the uh, Raiders, which they didn't. And yeah, you know, it's definitely... Something to be said that they don't have a ton to play for right now because, well, it's basically just a walk into the playoffs for them at this point. But I think they're going to um, definitely want to show out against this Buccaneers team. You know, AFC, NFC, um, you know, potential Super Bowl matchup, although I personally don't see that happening. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to make the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I'm going to be taking the Chiefs minus three in this game. And, yeah, that about wraps it up for the College Basketball Preview Podcast. Um, I will get some picks in there at the very end. But if you haven't already, make sure you head over to hottipbest.com. Check out the computer model. Uh, they got picks up there for oh, you know, horse racing, college basketball, college football, the NFL right now. Um, all of those posting daily when there's games. Also, make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets um, uh, college basketball rankings over on the website. Um, the preseason rankings just went up today, November 23rd, Monday. So by the time you're hearing this, you can definitely go look at those um, and see what is going on. But yeah, if you haven't already uh, reviewed the podcast, please do drop five stars down there. It definitely helps out. Um, if you leave your question in your review, I'll definitely answer it on the podcast. Um, and yeah, full results are up on the website for all of the picks and everything, whatnot. And yeah, as always, make sure you're following me. Uh, at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you're following the Hot Tip Bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, everything down below. Um, and yeah, um, as far as the podcast schedule goes for now, like I said, it's going to be Tuesdays and Fridays, except for this Friday um, with the Thanksgiving holiday and whatever. I'm just not going to be able to record a podcast. So next podcast will be a week from today on Tuesday, but starting then it should be pretty much Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, until the end of college basketball season just so we can get lines out and yeah if you have any comments suggestions whatever you know just you know hit me up on twitter or whatever and definitely discuss it but until next week's episode um this has been the hot tip podcast thank you for listening